This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. These are just such significant uh, days in the world, but especially in the kingdom of God. This is going to be part two of God and government. Now, the first uh, uh, um, in the series, part one, is on the podcast. I would suggest that you listen to that. Get as many people as you can to listen to that. We have declared a three-day fast along uh, with uh, many other churches uh, it's a nationwide thing of today, Monday, and Tuesday, which is voting day. And this all in preparation uh, for uh, and in light of the upcoming uh, election. Now, fasting does not change God, but what it does is it increases our sensitivity uh, to God. And God's not impressed by, you know, you starving yourself uh, out. But, you know, just don't. Eat so much that you're dull, that you dull and dumb down to where your body is dictating or, you know, and then you're subject to how you feel in your mind and all of that. These are times we need to be uh, spiritually alert. We need to be spiritually active, amen, awake uh, and active uh, to what God would have us to do. Uh, the Bible says in Second Chronicles, so we're going to fast, number one. And then number two, we're, uh, uh, God has called all of us to pray. He said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves. Now, humbling ourselves, fasting is a way of humbling ourselves and making extra time, you know, uh, uh, humbling ourselves and then making extra time to pray, coming before God. Uh, it, it goes on to encourage us, says, turn from uh, our wicked ways. Now listen, he's not talking to the world here. This is, he's talking to his people. My people are called by my name. Do you name the name of Jesus? All right. At major intersections sections for uh, you as an individual, for us corporately as a church, and certainly for the nation, we're at an intersection of change. Amen. Those are, are places where we need to slow everything down. Are you listening? Uh, and pay attention to the red light, the, the yellow light, and the green light. So we know which way to go because we want to go God's way. That's right. Amen. Is God... Uh, involved in government. Well, remember we talked in the last time uh, about this, um, that in the world you have the governments of men that are controlled by the devil. He said the kingdoms, he showed Jesus all the kingdoms or governments of the world, nations, and he said, listen, of the known and have the world at that time. And he said, these are mine, I'll give them to you if you worship me. So what's the premise here? If you worship me, do what I want you to do. Declare me as God, I'll give you power. Position and power of governance. All right? Why is that so hard to believe that God... Now, in the kingdom of God, God is the government. 
and he's the king. We don't elect God. We choose God as God, but, but you know, he doesn't have to run every four years. Sometimes he have to run every Sunday and you cast your vote whether you're going to go do what he say or not. Are you listening? But we need to get out beyond that. This isn't kiddie pool stuff anymore. We're not ankle deep here. This nation, are you listening, and the church are in way over our head. And you've got to learn to go with God now. Amen. Amen. Or just be subject to the current. Now... And if you don't know how to swim, you're likely to drown. All right. Is that uh, understood? He said, turn from a wicked way. So what is the... the, Wicked means twisted. What is the wicked... What is wicked in front of God? When we trust in anything or anyone other than Him. When we look to ourselves to save us which was the original sin, when we then uh, buy into that men can save us. Are you listening? And I'm going to tell you what, the issue in this election is who is going to save us. The Democrats say, I'm going to save you. The Republicans say, I'm going to save you. Well, I'm going to tell you what now. The saving business is God's business. The deliverance of nations and peoples is God's business. But now, who should know that better than anybody else? So we let the world make the issues our issues instead of the church making the the issues the world's issues. But the world, this isn't about... This is their own interpretation of righteousness. Does the church know what's right? Does the church know what is righteous? God's kingdom first. Hello? Seeking first God's kingdom. Is God's kingdom only to be in the church house? Or is it to be... No end. All the known, all the inhabitable earth. The earth, the heaven and the earth, the earth, the fullness thereof, are the Lord's. Hmm? Whose job was it to see to it that that happened on the earth? That was given... The authority, the responsibility, and the ability was given in under God, are you listening, to man. And it's been reestablished. Listen, Adam gave it away, but Jesus got it back. And he didn't take all day. He, he told his disciples, now I'm, it's been given back to me. Now I'm going to give it to you. It's on you, baby. Look at your neighbor and say, it's on you. It's now what you and I allow or disallow as the church. Period. I'm talking to the church. I'm not talking to... Uh, this is not a political rally. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm going to tell you how to vote as a Christian. I'll tell you that right now. Righteousness. And you've been taught and trained. Are you hearing? Hopefully. In some degree of what's right. From God's perspective. From the truth. Amen. You've got to know the difference. The devil quoted the scripture to Jesus. The devil will say, we're all God's children. No, we're not, honey. Jesus said, some of you is and some of you ain't. Now, God created you all, but if you haven't accepted Jesus, you're of your father, somebody else. You'll know them by what they do, not just by what they say. Come on, somebody in this house. Amen. 
Hallelujah. All right, now I want to teach this. I really don't want to preach this tonight. But turn from their wicked ways, trusting in themselves or men or the governments. All right, the government's going to save you, all right? It's not. Now he says, and turn, not, listen, but be alert and active and turn from that, but turn to God. To God. Listen, we need to understand the nations are in God's power and His alone. Well, what about the will of man? God's factored in the will of man, the stupidity and ignorance of man. Are you listening? He's factored in sin, all of that. Are you listening? But in the final analysis, I'm going to tell you what. There was a start to this thing and there's a finish to this thing. And the nations of the world and the governments of this world all factor into it. It's all in the book. Are you listening? And there have been times when, you know... uh, I mean, God pushes the reset. He, he, the Bible says He raises one up and puts another one down. And we've seen that. Why did communism fall? So the gospel could be preached. Well, it's on the rise again. Yeah, but there's a church inside of that government now. Are you listening? And if it wakes up, it'll never, it'll never get back to Are you listening? Come on now. I don't have time to teach on all end time stuff and all that kind of business. Uh, today, but we're uh, we're we're looking at where we're standing at. He said, "I will hear and heal their land." Now he didn't say anybody else. He said, "God declared all by Himself." He said, "I will hear if my people will pray, humble themselves and pray, and turn from what they're trusting in, and turn to Me and trust in Me. I'll hear and I will heal their land." Now that's pretty simple. Then God's got to be our source. And it doesn't fall to the world, it falls to us, the church. Are, are you living in the United States of America? Is this your land? Are you responsible in under God for the... For the, the you, he placed Adam in the place that he had prepared for him. God prepared you as a person. Had you born in this time, this is where you're at, and this is where we need to be responsible. Amen. So let's look to God, for God will decide the, the nations, the destiny, the fate of the nations in His hands. So we're going to the book of Esther, and we're going to begin in chapter 2. I'm going to offer you a little bit of background here. This is the story of King Xerxes and his kingdom, his government, and the governments of the people under his uh, responsibility and care. Listen, kingdoms come and kingdoms go, but the kingdom of God remains. Because God is going to reap a harvest of people. Throughout the century, God's after a people, all right? Now, in this story, uh, account of uh, the kingdom of Xerxes, his wife, his first wife, Queen Vashi, she disrespected the, uh, the king in a very public and a very uh, strong way, and so it didn't work out for her. So they exiled her, he divorced her, exiled her, and so... Uh, they uh, set a program in place to find a new queen. A lot of types in here. We don't have time to issue, uh, take issue with those things. So a program was set in motion to get King Xerxes a new queen. And this is where Esther, a Jewess, uh, raised by Mordecai, her uncle, was chosen from among all the young virgins of the land. Now, the Jews were in exile at this time. They had been carried into the... Uh, uh, into the uh, uh, into this kingdom. Um, 
And she was chosen from among all the virgins of the land to be the new queen. And her uncle Mordecai, who had raised her, was involved in the king's government as well. So here's where we're going to take up right here. It says, On one of the occasions when the virgins were being gathered together, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. This is 2 and starting with verse 19. I need to read quite a bit of scripture here, so just listen. This is the Message Bible. All this time, Esther had kept her family background and race a secret as Mordecai had ordered. Esther still did what Mordecai told her just as when she was being raised by him. On this day when Mordecai sitting at the king's gate, uh, Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs who guarded the entrance, had it in for the king and were making plans to kill, kill King Xerxes. But Mordecai learned of the plot and told Queen Esther who then told King Xerxes, giving credit to Mordecai. When the thing was investigated, confirmed as true, the two men were hanged on a gallows. This was all written down in the logbook, kept for the king's use. Sometime later, King Xerxes promoted Haman, son of Hamadatha, and Haman means noise and tumult. And he was an Agite. And Agites were descendants of the Amalekites who were sworn enemies of God's people. Are you listening? All right, he was promoted, uh, making him the highest ranking official in the government. All right, so all the king's servants at the king's gate used to honor him by bowing down and kneeling before Haman. That's what the king had commanded, except Mordecai. Mordecai wouldn't do it, wouldn't bow down and kneel. The king's servants at the king's gate asked Mordecai about it. Why do you cross the king's command? Day after day they spoke to him about this, but he wouldn't listen. So they went to Haman to see whether something shouldn't be done about it. Mordecai had told them that he was a Jew. Because he was a Jew, he's not going to bow his knee. Are you listening? He worships God. This is the issue of worship. To bow meant to worship. So he only worships God. Amen. Amen. When Haman saw for himself that Mordecai didn't bow down and kneel before him, he was outraged. Meanwhile, while having learned that Mordecai was a Jew, Haman hated to waste his fury on just one Jew. He looked for a way to eliminate not just Mordecai, but all the Jews throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. In the first month, the month of Nisan, of the twelfth year of Xerxes, the pur, that is the lot, was cast under Haman's charge to determine the propitious Day and month, the lot turned up on the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Hadar. Haman then spoke with King Xerxes. There is a odd set of people scattered throughout the provinces of your kingdom who don't fit in. If we would subtitle this today to say there is a people. There is a people. See, there is a people among the people. Honey, there has always been a people, God's people. And it has always been about God's people. You see, God's people are the centerpiece of His story. Not, in the pa- not just in the past, but in the present. And the future will reveal this to be absolutely the truth. And he said, these people who don't fit in, let me read just a little further here. It says, their custom and ways are different from those of everybody else. Their ways are different from everybody else. Their laws are different 
they don't keep the king's laws or the government's laws when they conflict with God's laws. So he went on to say this. He said, they worse, they disregard the king's laws. They're in the front. The king shouldn't put up with them. If One translation says, it's not in the king's interest to allow them to live or to remain in the kingdom. So he said, let orders be given. We could say this, let laws be made that they be destroyed. Are you listening today? Now, why is it that we are, as Christians, ignorant, unaware of the devil's devices and his schemes, that he will work to place people in positions of power that hide their hatred until the right moment when they can do something about... Listen, listen to me. Not the issues. The issue is God's people whose ways are different and don't want to keep our way. So why should we be surprised? Because it's all been done before. Now, chapter 4, it says the king gave permission. And in chapter 4, it says, When Mordecai learned what had been done, he ripped his clothes to shreds and put on sackcloth and ashes. Then he went out in the streets of the city, crying out in loud and bitter cries. He came only as far as the king's gate, for no one dressed in sackcloth was allowed to enter the king's gate. As the king's order was posted in every province, there was loud lament among the Jews. I don't think I don't know if you understand some of what has even taken place uh, in the last eight years. We have. Uh, there's been a redirection and a redistribution of uh, federal judges and an astronomical number, 400 and something of them, all right, that are liberal-leaning to the degree that they got it in for religious liberty. That's already in place throughout the land that we live in. That's in place. Now, you understand that the court system is how the legal system, the devil's a legalist, and the legal system is how natural men get things done. That's how they lord over each other. It's how they push their agenda. Are you listening? We push our agenda by crying out to God. Amen. Amen. Where God's law trumps all other laws. Are you hearing? Amen. Now, listen, you, you can... You can dispute politics where that is concerned but you cannot dispute what actually has happened are you listening all right and here's the deal it, it doesn't matter whether as a christian whether you're a democrat or you're a republican or you're or, or you're an independent the devil doesn't care he only cares that you're a christian and that you don't do are you listening that your lives are contrary to Uh, the laws of the land, but they're going to pass laws of the land. The devil wants to make it an order to destroy you. Why? Because you're the greatest threat. 
People who pray are the greatest threat. People who bring God's, you know. Now, 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 listen, don't argue with me. All right? Don't argue with me. Let's go in tomorrow morning to the classroom and let's say, let's pray. <laughs> See how far that goes. Let's go down to the courthouse. Are you listening here? Amen. And let's, let's set up some religious thing in the roundabout, in the center roundabout, and let's see what we have allowed. Are you listening? If there are not orders that have destroyed the public witness. Hmm? Are you hearing? It says this. As the king's order was posted in every province, there was loud lament among the Jews, fasting, weeping, and wailing, and most of them stretched out on sackcloth and ashes. Thank God for some people that woke up and said, but we're in trouble. Amen. You know, uh, this, yeah, I've been busy this weekend, so I, you know, I really, some of my uh, Saturdays, I don't come over here and pray. I didn't come over here and pray this morning. I told the Lord, I said, now, Lord, this has been in my heart for a long time. Uh, time, and I said, Lord, I don't, you know, I had pigs that got out. I had to go down and make sure that, you know, we got a whole day of stuff going on here, leadership, all kinds of stuff. I said, I can't get a phone call that I got pigs in the highway, so I got to go down and tend to it, you know. And the Lord said to me, He said, Listen, He said, it's a whole lot better having have prayed than to get to the point where you you now have to have results and you have to pray for immediate results. He says, son, you've prayed about this for a long, long, long time. I got you. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? All right. Uh, See, you can... we We don't want to have to pray after something has happened. We should have been praying a long time... But it's not too late. You know, are you listening? This next three days needs to be a prayer push. Amen. In this way, on our face, humbled in front of God and say, God, you know, uh, the alarm clock is, is ringing and we're waking up to what we have and the future that we face. Now listen. Esther's maids and eunuchs came, came and told her the queen was stunned. Will you talk about a picture of the church? We're stunned. You know what the silence in, 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 in this place is now? It's stunned silence. Because you're hearing some uh, truth and light is being shed in a totally different dimension than what we've, you know. We, love, we just love to have church. But there's no personal, practical, powerful application of it in the arena of the world and the lives that we're living. For years, the church has just said, has sat, are you listening, and said, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's, it's so bad out there. Thank God we have the church. (laughs) All right. It's not out there no more. That's the world you're a witness in. It's the world you're going to live in. That we live in right now. Let me read some more. Because the word's powerful. It says, The queen was stunned. She sent fresh clothes to Mordecai so he could take off his sackcloth. Don't, listen, don't carry on. Dress yourself, boy. That's right. Well, you can't make a public display. 
You people are going to get upset. Be quiet, church. Put on some clothes and go clean yourself up. Get back where you're supposed to. Listen, go back to life as normal. It says, but he wouldn't accept them. Esther called for Hatash, uh, the, one of the royal eunuchs whom the king had assigned to wait on her and told him to go to Mordecai and get the full story of what was happening. So Hathach went to Mordecai in the town square in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him. He also told him the exact amount of money that Haman had promised. See, money's at the... Paying for play, all this stuff. Are you listening to government? It's been... You know, Haman said, listen... Uh, this ain't going to cost you anything. I'll get rid of these folks that are going to that are that are troublesome. He's taking his word for it. He said, "I'll get rid and I'll pay for it." King says, "Well, if you're going to pay for it, go ahead and do it. it ain't going to cost me nothing. If these people are trouble. You're going to pay for it. Go ahead. Money. I said, money, Amen. influence and power and money. Right. Are you listening? That's why only, only, only righteousness. Only. Are you hearing?" you got to have people that cannot be bought. Because we got a corrupt system where people are bought and paid for. Money. Money, honey. Are you listening? It don't matter. Are you li- Selling baby parts. I mean, on tape, selling baby parts. Oh, that's just a shame. Turn to something. Let's, let's watch I Love Lucy. That's happier. Good God. Money. He told them the exact amount of the Haman had promised to deposit in the royal bank to finance the massacres of the Jews. Mordecai also gave him a copy of the bulletin that had been posted in Susa ordering the massacre so that he could show it to Esther when he reported back with instructions to go to the king and intercede and plead with him for her people. Hatash, now listen, he... he He gave her a copy of the bulletin, of the order, amen? So that she could go, uh, and and he reported back, Mordecai gave her instructions. He said, go to the king and intercede and plead with him for your people. Hathach came back and told Esther everything Mordecai had said. Esther talked it over with Hathach and then sent him back to Mordecai with this message. Everyone who works for the king here and even the people out in the province knows that there is a single fate for every man or woman who approaches the king without being invited. Death. The one exception is if the king extends his gold scepter, then he or she may live. And it's been 30 days now since I've been invited to come uh, to the king. So the answer is not faith. The answer is fear. Okay, You know, well, if I get involved, it's going to cost me. It could cost me my life to get involved in this affair. Now, listen to what Mordecai said. Then when Hathach told Mordecai what Esther had said, Mordecai sent her this message. Don't think just because you live in the king's house. That you're the one Jew who will get out of this alive. Don't think that this isn't going to reach where you are, church. Don't think that this election doesn't have an effect on you and your children and your children's children. You're not the one church person that this is not going to affect. That's the truth. I believe that. 
Now listen. Uh, this affects you. This affects me. This affects the church. This affects God's people. He's, this is within the camp. You understand? Mordecai is saying, this is about God's people. And you are in a position to do something about it. You have a unique position in front of the king. I don't know the president. I don't know Hillary Clinton. I don't know Donald Trump. But I know the king. And my concern is not for the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or for the United States of America. My concern is for the church of the living God because the church is the only good thing left in this polluted, corrupt toilet that we live in. Are you listening? And there's one objective here, and that is that a people who are in the midst of a people can continue to pull out a people... Are you listening that want out of that and want into this? And I read the book, listen, we go out in glory. We go out ruling and reigning everything. We go out with a people with the prize that Jesus died for, shed his blood for on a cross, out in public, naked and ashamed. Are you listening? He said, my kingdom is not of this world, but it is of heaven. And I came to bring it here. My, 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 my. Now listen, he went on to say, he said, If you persist in staying silent at a time like this, can you, I mean, it can't get hardly any more exact or plainer that he's talking to the queen. He's talking to the lady that had been promoted to the place to have influence with the king. And he's saying, if you persist in remaining silent, if you won't pray, if you won't look to God, if you will not cry out to God, according to 2 Chronicles, then you're going to get what you get, but you're not going to like what you get. Are you listening? Because it's not going to be a healing of the land. It's not going to be God's government. Are you listening? God's going to choose between these two people. But I'm going to tell you what now. He's going to choose according to what the church asked him for. And if you say it don't matter, you're fooled. One translation says, don't be fooled. This is on your doorstep, sweetie. This is coming to your house. This is coming to where you live. This is going to get all the way and there's an order that is to destroy you. Let me read the edict to you. The thief comes but to kill and to steal and to destroy. He hates you. He hates God. He hates the work of God. Don't confuse the issue. Who knows? Who knows? I like this though. He says, at a time like this, this is not the time to be silent. This is not the time to be irresponsible. This is not the time to say, well, my vote doesn't matter. Are you listening? I'm serious. This is not a time uh, for all of that. Now, <clears throat> he went on to say, he goes, so help and deliverance will come 
from someplace else. But you'll be destroyed. See, that's my main concern in, in this uh, uh, thing is, you know, I can't have influence over everybody, but whoever is underneath the sound of my voice uh, here today. Now listen, we, he's, saying, he's, he's saying, Esther, you can't plead ignorance. See, mercy goes as far as ignorance. Well, I'll tell you what the Lord told me. He said, Bruce, uh, he, said, he said, you're not ignorant. And he said, and I'm holding you responsible. You're going to have to speak up. You know, for ten, I, I mean, we've been through a couple of elections. I've been here, and I've never talked about it like this, ever. You know, I, I let God train me and teach me where that was concerned. But I've just felt like I'm not going to get up in the middle, just like I wouldn't get up in the middle of your money. I'm not going to get up in the middle of your politics. And God said, now listen. He said, I'm going to hold you accountable uh, for this. He said, I, I didn't want you ignorant. And he said, and I'm not going to tolerate your responsibility. This people's not going to be ignorant. Now listen, why? Because up until now, we've had mercy. Amen. What we've done, we've done in ignorance, not knowing kingdom things. Because we weren't, we weren't grown up at the place. But we've reached the age of accountability. Amen. The age of accountability for the church has arrived. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't have to have any more higher education, honey. Reading and writing and arithmetic is about all you need. Are you listening? Where, you know, you know, you got to pray. You got you to gotta spend time in the Word of God. You got to come to church. That's pretty well it. Now, guess what? You've graduated. And now God says, now we're going to go out and apply this in your world. It's going to be personal, practical, and that's how it's going to be powerful. But I expect you to do something. I expect you to shine in the midst of darkness. I expect you to be the light, to be the salt, to be the witness. I expect you to be the people who are different. And be the people who will make a difference. Kingdom difference. We're here. Amen. This is where we are. All right, so when I stand in front of God and He, get, and he makes me accountable, you know, He's going to say, you were scared, so you didn't say nothing. Because they looked at you funny. Because you knew that maybe they had a difference of opinion or a difference of thing. Listen, you can have your opinion. I can have my opinion. But I'm going to tell you what, when it finally did, the truth is what we're going to stand for, period. It's God's opinion that's going to have to prevail. My opinion will have to change and your opinion will have to change. Both of us are wrong if God is right. I'm not here to prove that I'm right. I'm here to be the proof that He is right. Period. Let every man, every devil be a liar from the top to the bottom, but let God prove to be true. It'll rise from someplace else, but this will affect you. Amen. God's going to keep His people. Are you listening? But, he, but what he's saying, he goes, Esther, you're accountable. Esther, your choice right now is going to have consequence. Now, God will deliver his people that are you listening, to do what he asks them to do. But if you make the wrong choice right now and remain silent and because of fear and you don't want to be involved and you don't want to engage Esther, he said, you'll be destroyed for that. Because of not choosing the right... You've chosen the wrong. You're in a position to do something about this. And you choose not to. 
He said, deliverance will come. Because God will not ignore humility and a crying out in front of Him. Amen? They're looking to God. He will not ignore those who are looking to Him to deliver them. He goes, deliverance will come from someplace else. But for you, you'll be destroyed. That's That's my concern. But what does the Bible say? My people are destroyed because of ignorance. They don't know. Well, now we know. This is kingdom stuff, guys. We're going to affect the nations of the world. We're going to first affect our nation. This is how it's done. It's not just churchy. Are you listening? Amen. This is real life. Now, just a couple of more things here. Who knows? Perhaps you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. What was he doing? He was saying, Esther, you need to know. You're the one who that I'm talking to right now. You need to know. You have been brought into the kingdom for this very hour. Glory, glory. And you have a say-so. Are you listening? Yes. God has given the church a say-so with him, an audience with the king. Now listen, Esther, this is what she did. She called the three-day fast. She said, I'm going to do this. All of my maids are going to do this with me. She said, Mordecai, you do it. And you tell every Jew out there, three days we're going to fast and we're going to pray. Said, and then I'm going to go petition the king. You want to hear the rest of the story in the condensed version? God gave good success. I said, God gave good success. Haman got hanged on his own gallows. Because if you read the rest of the story, listen, listen, if you read the rest of the story, Mordecai was the very first one. The go- listen, Mordecai was the Christian that was involved in government. Are you listening? And he was going to get rid of any Christian influence whatsoever, starting with the chief influence, the Christian influence in uh, the government. He's going to hang Mordecai because he hated Mordecai. He hated all the Jews, but he hated Mordecai the most because Mordecai was a daily thorn in his governmental affairs. Are you listening? He hated him. But you know, God turned around that thing and he hanged Haman on his own gallows. Are you listening? The traps that have been set for us, our enemies will fall into. But we have to be willing... We have to be willing, are you listening, to defend ourselves. That's what the next order went out. You've got to be willing to defend yourself. I'm going to defend my family. That's right, with the word. I'm going to defend my family. Understand? My children, my children's children, they ought to have a right to worship God That's freely. Right. They ought to have a right to have a public witness of Jesus. That's right. Amen. Amen. In the public square. They ought to have a righteous... Amen. All right. Esther rose to the occasion and God gave good success. The enemies were destroyed and instead God's people were preserved. God's people were promoted. And God's people were prospered in the kingdom. I humbly submit all these things for your consideration. Now here's the absolute truth of the matter. 
you know, on Tuesday, you're going to vote for someone. Christians should vote. You're going to vote for someone. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. What I'm going to tell you is look at the platform. Here's what the platform is. This is the bus. This is the party bus. Okay? And you're going to get on one or the other. And you're going to go in the direction that they say. Let me tell you about one of them. All right? Just the major difference between two of them. God said, I set before you life and death. The blessing and the curse. The blessing is attached to life. The curse is attached to death. One of them is going down. It's going to kill babies all the way up till they can be born. I would say that's death. That's being That's murder. That's what they stand for. That's the bus. Are you listening? And whether you do it or not, you're an accomplice to it if you're on that bus. You're going to be accounted that blood on your hands. Period. That's what they stand... Are you listening? That's what they say. This is what we believe and this is what we're going to do. How can a Christian... How can a Christian... I can't answer that for anybody but me, but I cannot. I will not stand in front of God. I'm not condemning in any way. I say, God, cover my head in shame. But I cannot. I understand all the emotions and all this and everything that they play into. But in front of God, it's a life. I cannot. Are you listening? Amen. And the other one says, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to abolish it as the law of the land. Sixty million people that are not here. Because the church has allowed it. My goodness. It was the first attempt at it. We demonstrated in the streets instead of demonstrated in the throne room for righteousness. Read the platform. That's the bus. That's where you're going. That's the one you get a ticket to. The party ticket. The ticket is for a ride, honey. You're going to get taken for a ride this way or taken for a ride that way. Are you listening? Amen. Not a, listen, it's not a Republican thing or a Democratic thing. It's not a black thing, a white thing, a Hispanic thing. All these things. It is a right thing and a wrong thing. It is a God thing. And it's a devil thing. Period. For us, that's our perspective. We know better. We are seated in a different position to have a different perspective. Of how that is it. So I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I'm telling you how to vote. As a Christian, you're accountable to an under God. Only God and you. Don't take a selfie of your vote and post it all over the internet how proud you are of what you've done. Amen? Are you hearing? That's the reason why some states have outlawed that. Just you and God choose. Amen? The future. For you and your own family. But this is where we're at. We're going to judge angels someday. You'd be afraid all this stuff. Don't judge. Don't judge this. Don't judge that. You don't have to judge the people. God's going to. They're going to stand in front of God. You know. But you better judge the bus. But judge the ticket. Are you listening? It's going to take you one way or the other. Because we're in this boat together. We're in this country. And we're going to follow leadership that is chosen. Amen. And, and so far, only God, God has only given us. He's narrowed it down to two. Don't write somebody in. You, just, you know, they're not going to get it. It's two. Are you listening? It's two. So, well, God, I couldn't make up my mind, so I wrote it in. God says, well, you know, I mean, you know, I gave you two. And they're very clear. They were going in opposite directions. 
very clear. Life and death, blessing and the curse. Absolutely very clear. Are you, are you hearing? All right. Now, if half of you hate me, I'm good with that. I love you, but I've told you the truth. And God knows my heart. I've spoken as much love as I can. This is not an issue for me of right or, or, or wrong having to be proven right. I believe with all of my heart that God has shown me from His Word uh, what, what the right is, the kingdom of God. And I believe with all of my heart that you have the right, are you listening, to choose for yourself. I've always honored that and I'll honor that now. And every spiritually and naturally, politically, financially, whatever, you don't, we're not going to step on your free will to choose. That's not God. Amen. <clears throat> but my prayer, my sincere prayer, my sincere prayer for you and for I and for the people yet to be born naturally and yet to be born spiritually is that they would land in an environment and an atmosphere and in a land that is in the process of being governed by God and being healed by God and where righteousness is the rule and the law uh, of the land. And my sincere prayer for you is that you realize that your choice has consequence. Not just for you, but as Mordecai said, Esther, you and your fa- and your father's family. Never has that been more plain. And your choice is a seed that will bring a harvest. Not just now, but in future generations. Amen? Now let me help you, friend. All right? Let me call you, my friend, if even because I've spoken the truth to you, you now find yourself to be my enemy. Let me call you, my friend, and let me help you where this is concerned. The God has absolute right. Now, we can hold Him out, but God doesn't mind knocking on the door of your heart and dealing with the deepest beliefs, the deepest values, the deepest self-interest, the deepest held convictions if they're contrary to his own truth. He doesn't mind. He'll keep knocking and he'll say, you need to let me in here. Because if you'll follow my leadership, he said, there's no end to the, pros- to, there's no end to the prosperity and the goodness that I'll bring into your life. But if you hold me out and you reject me and you choose your own way over mine, well, then the consequence of that is I'll let you have your own way. We're in a nation that has had its own way for far too long and we're being destroyed. Relationship, relations in this nation have never been, they've never been worse. The economy, all everything, you just see the evidences of things. Father, we thank you that you have called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. Lord, we also thank you that because you trust us, and because of what you've entrusted us with, that you're able to share your heart with us. That Because we're your sons and we're your daughters and we're your family, that you let us in on everything that you're doing.
Lord, some of these things, they are absolutely stunning. We wish that we were not in such a position. But Lord, on the other hand, we thank you that we are in such a position. That you have given us a say-so. And that you have entrusted us with such great authority, great power. That we can be part of your story of history. That we're part of history. And we want it to be your story that's told. Lord, I pray for my brothers and my sisters. I pray that they would find these words of truth to be challenging, that they would change us, that they would bring us, Lord, in the next three days that we turn away from and we turn to you. Turn from every other thing and turn to you and seek you that you would heal our land. We look for your will and your way and your work in our land. Not just for ourselves, Lord, but because of the generations that follow us, us and our Father's house. Our children, our children's children, should the Lord tarry. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that you've grown this church up enough to hear such a thing. And for such a time as this, in Jesus' name. If you can agree, say amen, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.